Hey guys, we're splitting this interview into two parts, so check out the second part in two weeks. Hello. Hello. Charlotte, and Charlotte. welcome to this podcast. This is Charlotte tonight's first podcast ever. <gasps> ever. It took us a long time. It took us too long. Charlotte is one of my best friends. We've been friends for... Too long. A long, like six years. <laughs> yeah, like, that's crazy. Charlotte like is six a or seven years. <laughs> I know. We met at... <laughs> I think <laughs> we met a and then went to on the, on rocks, the rocks after. And was I that went the up night to we you. met? I don't remember. I actually was thinking about yes. this. I don't know. I went up to you and I was like, we have the same name. <laughs> we should be friends. Yes. I remember the on the rocks night. Like, I remember that. I think that was the same night. Was that the same night? I think, or no, I think we that met was- first at when we were both way too young to be at Literally, 16. Literally <laughs> maybe 15 and 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. And I knew Kiara. And you were with Kiara. You knew Kiara. That's how we met. I knew Kiara first. Interesting. I didn't even. I didn't even think about that. And I saw you, and then we went to On the Rocks. And yeah. I don't know if it was different nights though, but we it definitely been. met I, at a club. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely met going out. I met most of my friends honestly going out. Like at it's that what age, happens. at that time, because like there's no other real there's like no other, option. Exactly. And was, also, it's like we were the only. We were the we were the babies. We yeah. were the only like young ones out of everybody that we were with yeah and we wanted to go out oh, like that we was like so we our personality yeah. <laughs> like, literally but also now it's like i'm i haven't even seen the outside in like three years. years but i'm like it's kind of nice i talk about this a lot with my parents randomly enough mm-hmm. is that i'm like i know i was a hell of a child and i literally gave you guys probably like more anxiety than you ever deserved to yeah. have but me going out when I was like 15, 16, 17 made it so now that I'm 22 and yeah. I genuinely, I'm a grandmother. I have two dogs and I go to bed at like 10 p.m. No, and like yeah. our big night out is like, we'll go to a bar and then we'll yeah. go back to the house. No, I, I honestly feel that. I feel like I got over it like really fast. And now different things just excite me. Like I literally am me not, too. I hate going to a, like a club. Oh, it's oh my God. Hell, it's torture. Like a bar I like, like a club. Oh, it's so fun, no a bar when you chance. can like hear people and yeah. like exp- I don't know. Like have a drink have a with night. like five of your like good friends and yeah. have like an actual conversation. But I think the thing about clubs, especially when you're young, is when you're a 15 year old kid and you're brought to this like massive room just filled with parties and excitement mm-hmm. and free alcohol and famous people and yeah. everything you could ever want when you're 15 years old, you're like, oh, oh what? Like, this is so this much is so cool. Like, yeah, oh my God. Yeah. And also the aspect of that you're not supposed to be there, but yeah. you are. And, and you're like way school too school night or something. School night, you're sneaking yeah. out, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It was just you so come exciting. You come back and like, yeah. <laughs> I remember, are we going to get in trouble for like talking about like I don't think, I think so it's but we would come through it's also like closed down the LA one but I remember yeah. they also we it's come. like it's true like yeah we were <laughs> oh we both celebrated our 16th birthday <laughs> no literally <laughs> literally like it, I remember like to get to get in like you would have to we would go through the back and there was a security guard at the back still mm-hmm. IDing you. But no, it but it wasn't. It was just for the cameras. So we'd show like a show pink fairy no, guard. I would literally show, I showed a makeup palette one time, like literally. And they just look at you and they're like, just they're like you're going. good. I'm like, you're a good person. No, like you, wouldn't even, <laughs> you wouldn't even need a fake, which is like the craziest part. Oh, it's so crazy. Yeah. But also that it was, if you were a dude and you were trying to get in, yeah. never in hell. Unless, so it, yeah. Unless you had like something going some, on. Whatever it was. But yeah. it was it was a lot of, I do think the aspect of like, that it was 15, 16, 17 year old girls mm-hmm. with like all. <laughs> that was where it gets. 
Yeah. No, literally. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I also compare it to this of like, I've been to my fair share of, not actually, not not a lot, but I've been to a few high school parties mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Yeah. And we'd go to parties and go to boys' houses and mm-hmm. when their parents were out of town, whatever. Yeah. And it would be a bunch of fucking like annoying, rowdy kids doing keg stands and throwing up everywhere. Yeah. And there was drama at every corner. And it was like, what's, I mean, if you're being safe, I guess, and you're being, <laughs> I don't know, responsible and you're with good people, there's not much difference besides like the fact of age. I mean, maybe that's totally wrong, but I just. There's more I, like predatory like parts of nightlife. There is more predatory parts, but I feel like we were lucky that we had a good friend group that we like had each other's back and we wouldn't never go anywhere alone. Like it was like seven of us at all. (laughs) No, luckily I never, like I actually don't have any like horror stories with like any guys, like honestly in nightlife. I'm just kind of just like, yeah, I just like didn't really talk to any of them, (laughs) but like I was there. I like went to all of it and like would go to like, literally I remember when I first moved here going to like, house like being like at 16 well, not even 17 i was 16 and i remember being like this is the coolest thing ever I've and like ever now done. it's like the maybe the most cringy yeah. thing to do like, like when you're, you're 16 and it's like it's it is it's, it's like crazy. a it's like it's like a playground of like because that's when that's when you first like that age is when you first yeah <laughs> When you first, the doors open up to you. You're yeah. now considered a woman at yeah. 15 because you're like kind of like old enough looking that you can like, you look 19. You can pass. Yeah, so that's when And the my trick life, is nobody actually asks you no your one age. Asks. No one wants to know. Oh my no God, one no one wants to, to know. know. And I remember like, well, even before, even at 15, I would start like in Toronto when I, before I moved here, that's when it started. I started going out. Yeah. And then here it was like, you're 16. So now you have suddenly these doors open up. You're not a kid anymore. And like, even though, but you are a kid, you're totally a kid, but like you you, you get to play with the adults now. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, and And that was fun. And it's so exciting. It's also, it's so exciting. I feel like to be young and surrounded by old people and (laughs) feel like not old people. But like older people, people, adults, and to feel like, oh my God, they think I'm cool, even though I'm like in high school, whatever. They think I'm cool. They want to hang out with me. But I want to know what you think, because as I've gotten older, so I have two younger brothers. Mm -hmm. One of them's 19 and one of them's 16. And as I've gotten older and they've gotten and passed the age that I was when I was partying and doing things that I should not have been doing, (laughs) um, I started having like, not regret, because we had so much fucking fun we did as a girl like Mm -hmm. just us together but kind of viewing it differently of like just the people that we are around and feeling like you shouldn't have you know snuck us when we were 15 and you shouldn't like that it was that was it wasn't appropriate and like Mm -hmm. if my little brother was like I don't know partying every night and getting offered every type of drink drug this that whatever it might be getting hit on by older dudes Mm -hmm. (laughs) older yeah whatever you know what I mean like I would fucking kill them I would kill all of them yeah so it's like I don't know I feel like I get older and I get to the age that I'm legal and I look back at it and I'm like oh that wasn't chill but it was still so fun so it's hard it's a weird mind fuck because you're like no but we were we were having so much fun but I'm literally never raising my daughter in LA ever because of that. <laughs> no, in a, in a weird way. Oh, in my eyes, like I, I sure had bad experiences. Like I had experience where I had to go like the hospital and stuff like that. And like just stupid things where I'm yeah. like, yeah, that like may have taken too far here yeah. and there, whatever, like gone a car accident, things like that, yeah. where it was like just too much. But honestly, like I am like, like, 
I feel like it was fine. Like in a weird <laughs> way, I'm just like, that was like, I had so much fun. Truly, like yeah. it was, there were some dark moments of it, but I had so much fun. Like that's yeah. the word I would use that I, I genuinely like don't regret any of it. And like, it was so like, I grew up like fast in that sense, but at the same time, I always felt like I was still a kid. So yeah. I didn't feel like I lost like my innocence. Like I was always just like, I will like stay, you know, myself and like, I will, but I will always like dabbled with drugs. That yeah. was always like my like vice of like rebellion was like trying a bunch of different things, but I never like took it like, cra I don't know. Like it, in my mind, like I would let, this sounds so bad, but I would let like my daughter do the same thing in a weird way. Like if she, if she could like hang, but, like, <laughs> If she was cool. <laughs> no, but in, like, in a, like, does, this sound, does this sound absolutely horrible? But I was like, I don't know. Like, I just had, like, maybe I was one of the lucky people that, like, didn't have, like, a terrible, like, scarring thing happen to me. Because, but I, I still did. Like, technically, yeah. I still did. But at the same time, I just was like, whatever. Like, this was part of, like, I'm, I would, I love every traumatic thing that happened like I literally just love it all like it's just fun and it's interesting and I'm well, glad it's made you I'm what you are now it made me who I am and I just love that they're all there like I love that I like like I love that car accident I love that I got knocked unconscious for six minutes for no reason like it's just like and, and I love that I ended up I love here, like, that I almost died <laughs> like in a way like it's just like so like I don't know I'm just like happy for all the experiences I know that sounds kind of cheesy but you asking that I'm like do I regret any of that or like would I be apprehensive but like I really like I think that will be my like college equivalent like 20s equivalent because yeah. now like I feel like like kind of grand not grandmaish but like I I don't I'm like the always the first one to leave go home me and too. stuff yeah you feel me on that so I'm I'm glad that I got it all before I felt like this I completely that's what you I know? agree on on the most yeah aspect of it but I also think I don't know I think that I'm with you on like, I don't have regrets. And yeah, you're right that what we were doing, it's like, if we didn't do it then, we would have done it now, yeah. you know? And I, I feel like everybody, every young girl goes through a sort of rebellious phase or mm -hmm. a party phase or whatever it might be. It looks different in every vein, you know? Whether yeah. it's in college and you're going out every night and you're fucking up sometimes and still having a blast, whatever it may be. We yeah. were just really young doing it. I definitely had experiences that I wish I didn't have 100% yeah. of like, but it doesn't mean that I regret going out or yeah. doing stuff because I feel like sometimes and some things that happen happen and it's like you, you wouldn't be able to control it no yeah. matter where you were, what you were doing, you know, who you were with. And it's like I, I even though we were way too young to be out and doing <laughs> crazy things, I still feel like in a way we were safe and we had yeah. each other's backs and we were always looking out for one another and staying as like a little clan and, and didn't. I don't know. We didn't get too jaded either. Yeah. I feel like we just had fun and enjoyed yeah. life and did exactly what we wanted to. We were also at the age. It was so nice, too, because we were at the age that we were still living at our parents' houses mm -hmm. and not having to think about money Anything. and responsibilities Anything. and jobs. And <laughs> I was thinking about school, but like didn't Barely. really care <laughs> if I did well. I was homeschooled at the time, too. I didn't even think about You were like my one essay a month. <laughs> So it was the age to do it. And I also feel like I feel blessed to have that hap had happened then because I mean, I can't tell you how sick I am of clubs. Sick of it. Oh my God. To yeah. such an extent. I just, I don't, I just doesn't, it does not excite me. I don't care about it. I, I just, you will never, I rarely even go out to dinners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just stay at home. And I feel like because we went out so much when we were younger and experienced so much and did everything that we could have done, 
and yeah, uh, it literally. made it so that we can now focus on our careers and things that bring us, you know, true joy and yeah. true fulfillment and not just momentary, you know, yeah. part, one fun party night and you're hung over the next day. It's like now we can lock into what we actually want to do for the yeah. rest of our lives. And I feel like most people in their early 20s are still in that partying. Totally. And I don't, I'm not being judgmental. It's yeah. like, go for it. Go yeah. have fun. Party all you want. Yeah. But it does feel nice that we're young and able to like really tone into what we want to do for yeah. the rest of our lives. We did it, you know? And like, I feel that to my head, like to like in my head where I'm just like, I, I have no like feeling of like, did I have enough fun? Yeah, did I never, party? No, I'm like, did I did party it. enough? <laughs> like, did I, like, I, it was so like nonstop, like, like three years of zero like responsibility and only fun that only I'm like, fun. literally like that was just like, yeah. Like I'll, I, I checked it off. I did it and I don't feel the need to do it again. Which is nice. But I, I, I agree with you. I'm glad. I'm glad that it happened when we were young. Me too. Like, I don't know what else I would have wanted to do at, at that age. Obviously, I, I wasn't I mean, having sex, though. Like, I was, like, just that, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You so were I was partying. Yeah, I was, like, part, like, 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 yeah. Like, I was still, like, being lame at the same time. It's, like, my point. Like, I wasn't, like, going full crazy. But I was, like, yeah. I still was, like, sending it. Yeah. I was such... And I, this is such a weird thing to say. It's not the best thing to say. But I was such a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And I felt such a strong need to be loved and liked mm -hmm. by everyone, especially men. And like very just wanted to be wanted to be looked at as old and cool yeah. and smart and all the things. And I think that mindset got me in a few traps when I was younger of like, you know, sleeping with somebody that I didn't want to sleep with mm -hmm. or whatever it may have been. But I also, I wasn't like, I wasn't like a little whore going around yeah. and, and yeah. fucking everybody, but I def, I had taste. <laughs> yeah. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. And I would stick with one <laughs> for a period of time <laughs> yeah. and then move on. I just, I think that the, the, the scary part about going out when you're younger is going back to what we were saying mm -hmm. earlier is that all the guys that we were with are all older. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, no matter what, no matter what the case is, no matter how smart I may yeah. have been or old, old soul, soul or whatever it is. Literally such like, a line, I can't. It's still a 15 year old, you yeah, know what I mean? Totally. So that's the kind of aspect of like, it's so weird in my brain. It's so hard to deconstruct. I'm working on it in therapy, but it's yeah. like when I was back then, when I was, you know, hooking up with guys, having fun, doing this, like I felt great. I felt happy. I felt respected. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was making my own decisions and choosing what I wanted to do and you know what I mean and having fun and, and yeah. just being safe as well and like I never felt most of the time never felt disrespected or, or like I was being taken advantage of yeah but then when you get older and you look back at it it's just sometimes that like blatant line of like okay but I was 15 mm -hmm. Like, that's weird. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, but it wasn't in the time because we were well, you so don't feel natural. It as but a girl, it's weird. you know? Yeah. You don't feel it as a girl because yeah. you go, yeah, I am an old soul. I'm older than I am. Because, I am. Because the truth is, is like at that age, like you and I and the, our friends were kind of the more like the people that were doing more versus adult our stuff high school friends versus our yeah. other friends we were doing. So you believe it because yeah. you're like, yeah, I am a little bit more like, like. I can talk to the adults at yeah. like 15. Like 100%. I could, you could too. And so like, you could you fit feel, any room. So you feel like it's, they're right. And you feel like I am supposed to be here. Exactly. Like in a way, like, and you know? it's, I also felt 
even stronger than that, that it would be weird to like date somebody my own age. Interesting. That it'd be weird for me to date a fellow high schooler boy because mm-hmm. I was I looked down on them honestly yeah. in a way of like you're just so immature and like I fucking I've that. just lived more than you and yeah. when you go you grow older and you're like that's not true though like we were still the same age like yes yeah. we did live more we were more mature maybe than other people experienced more because I also feel like maturity goes hand in hand with one it's like <clears throat> how you're born with emotional mm-hmm. maturity too it's how your parents raise you and three it's just what you're exposed to life experiences and what you're exposed to your environment and it's it's such a strange feeling because when you're young you're like no it's great i'm happy no regrets whatever but when i get to the age of that i'm like i don't know i'm 22 i'm past the legal drinking age i can do whatever i want now Mm -hmm. it's like there's no aspect of like oh you know you can't do this you can't this there's nothing mysterious anymore Mm -hmm. and i look back and i'm like no i was too young it was too it was just it's a weird fine line of like it's it's very I don't know it's yeah. strange that I'm like we were still kids yeah you know we were still yeah. children and it's I just think it's like in general I've I would never want nowadays mm-hmm. would never want to be with a man that would want to be with someone that young a sixteen year old yeah ever I just it's like it's just inappropriate yeah. no matter how old of a soul it is I just find it no, myself it I wouldn't it's be predatory I would it never I never looking at a fucking sixteen year old boy or yeah. like sixteen year old like girl I'm like you're a baby like and get the yeah. get away from me I yeah. don't want to look at you literally yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's the thing like if if someone like if someone likes someone that is underage like. It's one thing to be like appreciate a young, beautiful girl. If you want someone who's underage, that is you want a baby. You want a predatory, innocent thing you can something to control. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's beyond beauty. It's beyond youth. It's beyond like wanting a a trophy. It's predatory. It becomes like an actual like robbing of innocence. And like I can completely control you. That's just when it's like gross, you know, but it's really gross. It's such a fine line, though. Because I know that this is very, it's the very, it's the wrong thing to say in this scenario. Mm -hmm. But just to play devil's advocate, when I was a kid, I was, I was the one that would be, that would come on to guys that were Mm -hmm. older. And like, I would always be the one that was like, oh, come on, like. Yeah, I, you know what I mean. Blah blah blah. I'm older than I am, and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. And like, let's just have fun. Let's da, 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 da. like, I mm-hmm. would be the one to make the move always, yeah. and like, almost not convince, but like, I don't know. Try. No, I you would had be so much power in I that. You, you really it. did, Charlotte. Like, you literally it's such like a weird, owned your shit. I like, did, you did, and yeah. I wanted, and I was, I just felt very confident i think yeah. when i was a kid you had a lot of like real like natural like ability with people and guys Thank you. like you just like <laughs> could own like you could just own your shit and own a room and own like a, a situation very easily thank you i just cool. what i i knew what i wanted and i would just go for it and yeah. not be shy about it but then again i mean we don't need to talk about it anymore but it's like getting older i'm like oh but still i was still so young and like yeah. i just didn't understand it yet i just like you're you not don't fully get developed it yet. you're not yet. developed yeah. yet and you just want to be cool so badly and you mm-hmm. want to be liked and accepted and looked at as older and cool and fun yeah. and interesting and this and that and be whatever you want to be whatever that it's like i don't know you just can't you don't see it as it is which is like no you're a kid like stay a fucking yeah. kid for a second yeah. you know but I mean, it's all right. We got to the, I, I also though, going back to what you said is like, I genuinely would not change a single thing. Even all the bad experiences. I, I would, I 
I am so happy with who I am today mm -hmm. and what I'm doing with my life and the art that I make. And none of it would be possible without the pain, the pain yeah. and the craziness of our teenage years. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. I, I completely agree with that. We were talking, I was talking with like my sister and her friend, like all like the bad experiences, like what we were saying like earlier, it's just like part of it. It's just like it's interesting just and like, yeah, it's everybody just, like, goes through it. Yeah. Everybody has shit. Yeah. And we said this before, too. I mean, again, not to be judgmental. I'm jealous of people that have just had it happy and smooth and kind <laughs> and great the whole it's time. Simple, but you know, I do think grit and and shitty experiences make an interesting person. Totally. I think that having to learn how to get through something, having to experience something that was completely undeserved or whatever it may be and having to heal yourself through that and figure out how to get through it. Once you get through it, it's like, I don't know. It builds people. It yeah. builds, it just, character. I don't know. It, builds Char character. it does. It builds character. Yeah. You know? And, it, but it's also, it's like, Oh my God, like that. I mean, that doesn't mean that I <clears throat> want to be, you know, like fucking that doesn't mean that I want to have bad experiences or yeah. that we're searching for bad experiences. I just think that some, shitty things that people go through yeah what would you, you know what would you tell your you kid are. to avoid like what now that i'm thinking in my head like if if you were to do it differently like if you could which is technically like where our kids come in like if we have daughters like that's kind of like our redemption you know like, i of like, would oh i would it is our redemption i would this is the thing i love my parents so much and we have a great relationship now and I deeply love them, mm -hmm. but I was their first kid and they were very, uh, they were very strict with me and protective over me and put a lot of rules down on me when I never did anything yet to deserve to be very, you know, mm -hmm. restricted. But I also understand it as a parent's, you know, point of view, as my parent's point of view being like, oh, we don't want, you know, we want to protect our daughter and that's our first daughter and it's our only daughter. Like mm -hmm. we need to make sure she's safe and this and that. But I think by doing that and by, you know, giving me a really early curfew and, and not really letting me do much, it made me <clears throat> rebel, rebel. And it also made me not trust them because it made me go, OK, I really want to do this thing really badly. <laughs> and I know that if I ask them, I'm not going to be allowed to do it. And then they're going to know that I was invited to do that. And then they're going to put more rules down so that they make sure I don't do that. Yeah. So instead of being open and honest with them, I would just do it and I would yeah. lie. And it was so dangerous, to be honest, because I would I made a fake, not a fake. I made like a Lyft account that was just under my email with my debit card yeah. so that it went just directly to me. And I got all the receipts and it, my parents mm -hmm. wouldn't see it. And I would literally make like pi with pillows and wigs, <laughs> fake people to be sleeping in my bed. I can't. And I would that sneak work? out. It fucking worked every <laughs> single time. And I'd sneak out and I would not tell anybody where I was going, mm -hmm. except for obviously the people that I was meeting up with, which yeah. were like, you know, a bunch of other 16 year old girls Literally. that were partying and then like club promoters. Yeah. And I would sneak out and I'd go in a random Uber before, on a school night at 15 years old. And I'd come home at four in the morning and sneak back in. And it was just so dangerous. Nobody know where I, knew where I was when I was going. If, if something happened to me or if something, if some Uber driver, whatever it may be, if something happened, like no one would know where I was. Mm -hmm. I, I was so secretive and I was so sneaky and I was so smart and conniving about sneaking out and doing everything 
that it was just like, it was just so dangerous. And what happened was when I was 16, I bet you remember this. I got in huge trouble because I, I know I love <laughs> it. Like, I'm staring at like, it. So she's still, I'll tell the, I'll tell the little story. So I was, first of all, I was heartbroken about something. I was fucking hurt by something and instead of dealing with it or talking to people I decided to go on like a little bit of a rampage just in regards to I snuck out every night and I tried drugs that I never tried before that I never wanted to try I was just like give me anything I'll do it I just want to feel something like I was just being an angsty teen and everybody's been an angsty teen but I think being an angsty teen with with very adult and scary and dangerous options in front of you it allows you to be worse than you would be if you didn't have those options because most angsty teens will just drink or smoke weed yeah. or hook up with boys or do whatever it is yeah. and I was like oh, there's Molly so I guess I have to try it like you <laughs> know what I mean? coke. <laughs> exactly it was all in front of me so I'm yeah. like I'm hurting so obviously I'm gonna do this yeah. and you don't you know you're as a teen you're so just like reactive and, also, Im- like, and impulsive no like judgment of risk no assessment at of all risk, just really. you yeah. feel you're, like, like you're invincible because yeah. nothing has yet to happen to show you that you're not yeah And in regards to sneaking out, like I was really getting away with it. And I had like a week. It was like one week of like every night sneaking out, trying a new thing, doing this, doing that. And there was one night that one of my best friends like had to pick me up from one of my girlfriend's houses. And I was like smoked out of the bong for the first time (laughs) and was like greened out, like Mm -hmm. throwing up, like convulsing, throwing up, like never been sicker in my life. Mm -hmm. I think I took a Xanax or something like something was going on that I was like sick and she picked me up and I didn't even remember it and brought me to like her house. I slept over, whatever. I went home and then that weekend I kind of was like, okay, you know what? Like I went through my crazy party whatever experimental week and I'm going to take a chill pill now. And my family went to Malibu. Oh my God. I remember this like the back of my fucking hand and my Mm -hmm. dad and I were at lunch and the waiter came up to us and was like, Bill, there's somebody on the phone for you. So dramatic. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. And he comes back and he was like, pack up your things. We're going Someone called your dad to the restaurant. So, basically my three best friends who are still mind you my best friends we I mean I'm for now like I'm grateful that they did it as I got older I was fucking pissed at them for like a year I was like never talking to them again fuck them like hate them whatever but I'm grateful that they did it because I was being genuinely dangerous and it wasn't it wasn't cool and I'm like I'm happy that somebody knocked somebody cared enough and I also through this punishment and big thing developed an amazing relationship with my parents and like were was able to just be safe and still have fun. Yeah. But anyways, my three best friends, Talita, Gracie, and Blake, who are literally my three best friends today. I mm-hmm. talk to them, all three of them, all the time, called my mom and told my mom everything. Mm-hmm. Of like she If my friends did that, I would literally never talk to them I again. Mean, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, like fuck. The one thing that bothered me was that they didn't call me first but again we were all 16 mm-hmm. and they were they were more I mean like Talita you know would we'd go out together we'd have fun mm-hmm. she kind of grew up with that life yeah. you know what I mean but she never really did drugs ever and like mm-hmm. never she would just like have a few drinks and yeah, she yeah. was always they were all like normal 16 year olds <laughs> <laughs> and I was not and I was yeah. being dangerous I was being reckless so yes I was mad at them but after a year went by I was very grateful that 
mm-hmm. that it all happened. But they called my mom. They told her everything. Oh, my gosh. And then my mom couldn't reach my dad. So my mm-hmm. mom called the restaurant and told my dad on the phone. And I got taken home. And, oh, my God. It was, like, it was maybe the scariest day of my life of, mm-hmm. like, they know everything. And also, like, I kept trying to lie. And they were, like, well, no. And I was, like, no. Uh. That's that's really? terrifying. But but I didn't. They're like, but you did. And I was like, <laughs> that's and they terrifying. They like made me take a drug test. Did the whole they thing. Made you take a drug test. But do you want to know something funny about the drug test? Yeah. So I peed in the toilet and then I scooped up the pee from the toilet. <laughs> and if you do that, it doesn't. It it's, it's unviable. It's like watered down. No, literally, it's, it's like- watered down. It's completely unviable. It'll come up negative. And my parents tried to trick me. Yeah. And they go it tested positive for weed. We know you've been smoking weed. And I was like, oh. yes, I'm so sorry. Like I have yeah. knowing that I just did Molly the night before. <laughs> and I was like, I did. I'm smoking weed. I'm so sorry. Like I'll take all the punishments, yeah. whatever. So I definitely got out of a few things, but through the big punishment mm-hmm. and the big like horror that it was, I was able to then be honest with my parents and I kind of, we, I was grounded for like three months, I think, but mm-hmm. <laughs> always find a way around everything they gave me a rule they were like you're grounded except when it comes to music work uh-huh. because i've always been i've always this been passionate about music <laughs> i've always it's where they fucked up yeah i've always been passionate about music it's always what i've wanted to do mm-hmm. i've always known that i was going to be a musician no matter what it's like since i've been a kid so what i did was literally every single day scheduled a session with like my friends and people and was just like out at the studio till like one in the morning and had yeah. like people come to the studio and like i wasn't really grounded yeah but I mean, I was working and I made mm-hmm. all my first, my entire first EP that I released was when I was grounded. Yeah. I made it because I couldn't do anything else. Um, but through that, like my parents and I were able to talk and be open with each other because I guess everything was out in the open. And I was just like, here's the deal. Like, I would you rather me be at a club or a bar with people that I love that, you know, and you love and you trust and I'll tell you exactly where I am and what I'm doing, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And, you know, have a few drinks maybe. But I've never come home belligerent. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always, like, except for that one week that I was horrible. I'm <laughs> always really mellow and, yeah. like, safe. Can you hang. know what I mean? Yeah. Just cool and can hang. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather me fucking hold up some dude's legs at a on a keg stand at a high school party and, mm-hmm. like, you be throwing up, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know what I mean? I gave yeah. them, I painted the whole picture. And they were like, okay. You're going to be doing this. And I was also yeah. like, I'm, I want to be a musician. I'm in the, I, I really want to be in this industry. And everybody that I've made friends with or connections was with from going out was from going out. Yeah, and also literally. were older than me. Yeah. And all the producers I worked with were a little older and songwriters. And like, they were all amazing and great. And some of these people that I met out, like uh, were the defining people at the beginning of my career that helped me, helped me get into the music industry and helped me figure, you know, shit out and learn how to write mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was just like, can we, like, I know that I'm young. I know that it scares you. But if I'm 100% honest with you about where I'm going, what I'm doing, if I say goodnight to you every night when I come home, like, I'm not going to stay out until five in the morning. Like, I'll come home. I'll be safe. Like, is that fine? And they were like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. that would have been fine if you were just honest with us from the beginning. Yeah. So to answer your fucking question, <laughs> after 30 minutes of story, <laughs> if what the one thing that I would do differently with my kids that my parents did 
not the one thing, but Mm -hmm. one of the things I do differently and something that I would do based off of my experiences is from the get go, I would make my child feel as comfortable as possible to just be honest with me. Mm -hmm. And I would share with her, even though, you know, you don't really want to put much of your trauma, your things on your child, because it's like, you know, you can say too little, you can also say too much, but I want to be able to show my future kids like this is what I did this is what I was doing this is where I fucked up I know that you're gonna be wanting to do this and this and that so just be honest with me and if you're ever in a situation at a party or at a bar or with people and you're drunk or someone's drunk and you don't have a ride home and you don't know what to do if you call me and tell me that you're in trouble. I will come pick you up. No questions asked. We never have to talk about it again yeah. just because you're being honest with me. But if you come home fucking belligerent on drugs or I find you, you know, drunk driving or doing something very dangerous and unresponsible and you lie to me about it, you're going to get in fucking trouble. Yeah. But if you're honest, you're not going to get in trouble. You can do what you want as long as you're safe and honest with me and I know exactly what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like I would have been such a better kid. Yeah. Because I was just so, I don't know, everybody wants what they can't have. Everybody rebels when they're restricted. Not everybody, but I think all of our friends and people that I know. And it's just, if I felt comfortable enough to be like, hey, I'm going to this bar. I'll be home at one in the morning. I'll text you, like, blah, blah, I'll come say goodnight. Like, I'll share my location or I'll use your Uber account. Whatever it may be. Like, Mm -hmm. it would have made all parties feel comfortable. And I wouldn't have felt the need probably to lie and go crazy and go this yeah. but also it's such a weird thing because you shouldn't be in a club at 15 but yeah. like you can't prevent it sometimes when you're I, yeah. when you're you know you can't kids are gonna be kids kids yeah. are gonna party like i'd ra- I'm, i just want to go with the ex- with the mindset of like okay you're going to do this like i know that you're gonna do this i did this my grandparents did this like everybody does <laughs> this, this is a everybody historical goes. thing <laughs> it's a historical thing so uh, as long as we can establish mm-hmm. honesty yeah and like create a sort of safeness then it'll be fine it's interesting because like i don't know if rebellions like only comes from like repression of something obviously that exists like a lot of people swing the pendulum like catholic school girls becoming this like it's yeah. such a thing but like i'm thinking about it like my like when i lived with my dad my dad had no rules and even my mom like when i lived in toronto she was like stricter than my dad but like it, she wasn't a strict mom like she was still like a, just a normal mom but i still like so i wasn't like I had to come home at this time. Like it was, it wasn't like I had like the strictest mom ever. And like, I was like, fuck you. I'm going to rebel maybe a little bit, but even like with my dad, for instance, like I had no curfew. I had no anything. He would pick up my alcohol for me. He knew I was doing, he knew I was going out all night. He didn't care. And I still went. So it was like, it was, so there's the aspect of like, if your parents like aren't like, aren't repressing you, like, like you still might do it. Like, Uh you know, like you still might want to do it. I was still rebelling, but, but I wasn't rebelling for the opposite reason. I was rebelling for like, it was more just my desire. Like yeah. no one was telling me I couldn't do it. I was just yeah. like, I want to do this anyways. You know, like this is just fun. Do you ever think though? I mean, I don't know if you even want to talk about this, mm-hmm. but cause for me, I'm rebelling because I was restricted and because I yeah. wasn't allowed to do this and because my parents cared too much. Yeah. Do you ever feel like maybe you rebelled a little bit because he didn't care <laughs> enough? And yeah. maybe you wanted to go out think, and do crazy things and have him be mm-hmm. like, hey, let's talk. I think it was more escapism because I was like the first like I I just wanted to take drugs like as young as I could. Like, yeah. I remember that. Like I and I and no one had to tell me like no one was like, 
do you want to do this drug? And I felt peer pressure. No one was. It was yeah. me. You were like, I, I wanted to. Try. As young as like I can, like as young as 12, I was like, I want to smoke weed. Like that was like the first thing I wanted to try. And so it, like, I don't know if it was necessarily like no one like cares about me. It was just mere escapism and absolute curiosity into like mind altering things. I was just like, you can get drunk and you can smoke weed and you can do this drug and this drug. And like, you're telling me you just get to feel like really different for a period of time. Yeah. I was just like, this sounds so cool. Yeah. And I had no fear either like no I I'd seen things about drugs and like I'd heard like obviously you hear negative things in health class and stuff but it was more just like my absolute curiosity into escapism I think it was for me so it was like no one was like like Charlotte you can't do this that it's really bad but it was yeah. just like this is fun and I just was all about like wanting to have fun and like I don't know. I think it was just escapism yeah. like where I just like literally just wanted to have fun you wanted to have fun but also you weren't I mean, I don't want to speak for yeah. you, but it, I feel like you weren't happy just at home yeah. with your home life. So it was like the way that you would feel happiness and excitement and mm -hmm. like love and all the yeah. things that you were searching for. And we all need and want and crave, especially mm -hmm. as teenagers, was outside of the house and yeah. was partying all night and was making your own family and making mm -hmm. your own friends. And and I don't know, because I, I, it's so strange because you and I were doing the same thing, mm -hmm. but with completely different driving forces and totally, completely yeah. different home lives. Yeah. But even though it's like, don't you remember too, after I got in trouble and my parents and I had a great relationship and we were all chill. Yeah. You like, we basically lived together for a yeah. bit at Boca and it was so Literally. much fun. That we had so the best fun. time. Yeah. But we would go out and we were like being, we were like being kind of safe at this yeah. point. We'd go out and have fun and do crazy things, whatever. Yeah. But we'd always come home and we'd always like, we weren't, we weren't going crazy with drugs yeah. or we weren't hooking up with people either. No, it was yeah. like you and me and we were just yeah. having fun and, and, and that to me felt like a very happy and like yeah. calm and safe type of fun. But I yeah. feel like before that, when we were younger, we were both, I feel like it was, we were both kind of practicing escapism oh in God. a weird way. Yeah. And we were both trying to just yeah. like anything I could do to, to step away from my life for a mm -hmm. second and to fucking feel excitement and thrill and mm -hmm. new experiences and things that I shouldn't really be doing. This, I remember this was like, my sister was with me this night. This was cause like to your point, like I was, well, I was about to say like, I've had like a pretty good relationship, like with don't like learn from my experience. I'm just being honest, but, um, I've oh, never yeah. been we're like not if condoning you're a 16 year old don't do drugs we're not condoning <laughs> do it we're drugs, just sharing don't do anything. our experiences this is just like, yeah. we but, definitely we're, we're, glori <laughs> we're not glorifying it but we're definitely speaking we're just talking about the it. best yeah. parts of it and yeah. we're not diving into the very horrible parts of it yeah. which there this is, are this is, yeah. I, so <laughs> I, I like never that's the thing like I, I was fortunate enough to like take not fortunate but I, I like experimented with a lot of different things like growing up and I never got addicted. Into never got addicted. Me neither. Never. Which like, is had rare. A, yeah. Never had <laughs> most a, people get addicted. Most people get addicted or, and most people have hardcore problems or it becomes like so. And it, I, that just like, to me was all just like a use for me. Like it was all like, I used this drug for this purpose and I got some sort of use out of it. Not all the time, but a, honestly like 50% to like more it yeah. was for me. So I just used it as a like, kind of a tool for something else a lot of the time. But before this, like I, when I was first starting to experiment with, with substances, I remember this was like one of the dumbest things I've ever done. This was like, this is me and my, I was 15. I went to, I just got on a fake ID. This was one of the first clubs I ever went to in Toronto. 
I, this was how, this is how ignorant I was to drugs. Like I didn't know anything about even Adderall, any of it. So I, my sister was prescribed Concerta, which is like, do you know what Concerta is? It's like a form, like Vyvanse It's like, like Vyvanse, yeah. Ritalin, Adderall. It's in the same family. I think family. my brother takes that. It's like, so they have, <laughs> yeah. they have, Mellow. They, have <laughs> they have weird milligrams. Like they're like 54 or something. So I, this is like, I can't even believe that how fucking stupid I was. I thought like, okay, so if someone takes like one Adderall or one Concerta, that's like normal. So if you take three, that's like how you would feel it. Right. Like <laughs> oh my God. That was my logic. So I took three Concerta to go out first. We're like, no, no, no. So I don't, I haven't felt it yet at this point. And it was like 20 minutes. Haven't felt the Concerta. Took three of them. I take another three. So I'm six concerta. Yeah. Six You're concerta deep. Lying. I'm not kidding. This is how stupid I was. Like this you is, just didn't know. I That's had what we're no saying about idea. accessibility. When, it's, when no it's in front of you, fucking, and you have no idea. No fucking and there's idea. There's nobody to teach you, which makes no, me sad and no, makes me want to yeah. cry for you. But there was no one to go like, that. Hey, don't do that. <laughs> like that was, that was hey, a don't mirror. take six concerta. So fucking stupid. And then we go to this. One is too many. When you don't have one is too many and you're totally fine. And you take one, you feel like you're on speed. You feel like you're on speed. And so I was, like literally like ripping it and then um, <laughs> what happened we go so we go out and then we go to this club called government which doesn't exist anymore in toronto and we go in like my fake id works <laughs> sam's didn't even fucking work sam was like of age at the time we like finally both get in and i remember someone there gave us ecstasy and i took it but i had taken it before so i was like i was down so i was on ecstasy three you six were? concerta and i was drinking and so I remember I went to the bathroom. So we, we check our coats and I had my coat this checked. This is crazy. Oh my gosh. I remember like in I the bathroom. Died. So I had my coat check like tag in my bra. And I remember in the bathroom, I was so high. I actually started hallucinating a little bit. And I, I've never hallucinated on ecstasy since then, but I was just so fucked up that I did a little bit. And I don't even know if that, but I do remember hallucinating a little bit. You did. Okay. Yeah. Wait, but so, did you feel the concerta first? I, yeah. So I, I, I just like all of it combined. I just felt like I was on Molly kind yeah. of thing. Like it, that's what it felt. I felt very up, like you're on coat, like kind of that feeling. And like, um, I poured water on myself, like in the bathroom. I don't know why I was just like fucked up. And the <laughs> coat check tag disintegrated in my bra and our family's <laughs> Christmas party was the next morning at 12 PM, 12 o'clock, like, like the next day. And I like, so we go to the coat check. We're like, can we please leave? We're like literally so young. We're like, can we please leave? Like we have to go. We don't have the coat check thing. We have to wait till seven in the morning till the club closes to seven get, to like get the our last coat check code. So we stay till seven in the morning at this fucking club to get our coat check, to get our house keys. Like everything was there because this coat check fucking thing disintegrated. We go home. We start, I don't know if you, <sighs> uh, we start throwing up black, like tar into oh it. I threw up in a cup God. like next to my bed. We were like on the ground, like laying down like this, like literally like, like the worst we were, pain you've ever Cause been. I was just so up. Like my eyes were so dilated. I was like literally just so like up. Like yeah, so, I was like, a, you have a tiny like little meth. body, like, tiny sure, little baby. And I'm, literally was like on meth. I'm sure it was like honestly an equivalent to feeling like you're on meth. And I remember we called our grandma who's like cool. And we're like, this is what happened. <laughs> hey grandma. Like this is, no, we, we called her. We told we her We took what a happened. lot of drugs. <laughs> we told her and she was like, go to the hospital. We go to the hospital. They gave us Ativan to like calm us down. And our pupils. Were you like shaking? We, like, oh my God. It was so bad. You couldn't I, sleep. I've and, never thrown up black. Like I threw up into a cup next 
to my bed and it looked like, you know, in Harry Potter where he threw up slugs. Yeah. It, looked it like literally that. identical to that. It was like this black sluggish mixture in this cup. Like it was, I so poisoned myself. Oof. And then they gave us the Ativan. Our pupils were so dark. And I remember me and Sam hadn't slept. We were high on drugs the whole night. And then I had to put on like black eyeliner, <laughs> black eyeshadow. Like I didn't wear that much makeup at the time. And I just, to, sh- to hide how dilated my pupils, pupils were, were because they were so fucking dark and still. i looked high. were you still high like the whole so, next day oh my god me i remember me and sam couldn't even barely sit down i remember we didn't even at look least at you each were other. in it together we didn't even we, <laughs> no we didn't even look at each other for majority of the christmas party because it was too we were just like it was like i remember one time like we were standing across from each other and we just like looked at each other we're like <laughs> <laughs> Her mom has no idea, like no oh idea. Oh my gosh, but that's that was so like scary. Ignorance, to ignorance. Yeah, take, you would never yeah. do that now. Never. But also, like, oh my if God. you knew, if you je- if you knew at all the effects of it, yeah. you wouldn't do it. You didn't know. Mm-mm. But oh my God, that's so scary. I know my, I've, I mean, I have like proper ADD, so I've been always <laughs> yeah. prescribed ADD medication, whatever. But still, like, there was I was prescribed Adderall when I was like eighteen or nineteen, mm-hmm. I think. And I literally bet I still have my bottle from when I was first <laughs> prescribed it because yeah. I took one and it was way, it was like 40 milligrams or something. And they I gave was used you 40 to like, milligrams. Yeah, That's that crazy. crazy. Damn. And I was used to like 10 milligrams yeah. like light. And it, when I used to take a 10 milligram Adderall for literally school and stuff, I would be calm and focused yeah. and I could, I could fall asleep immediately. Like it would have that's, the that's normal great. effect yeah. on me. But with the one 40 milligram Adderall, I was like, Ugh. yeah. And I couldn't eat. And I was like, I, I took it like for three days and I was like, never, I can literally never doing it again. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on speed. I feel yeah. insane. Six. That's no, scary. No, I'm I trying know. to think to of to what, this day. Like that might've been the dumbest I've ever been. Oh, I have a funny, <laughs> I have one, one thing of the dumbest I've, the dumbest mm-hmm. I've ever been with drugs, mm-hmm. but it didn't have any effect on me. It's very strange. <laughs> and I, I talked to my doctor about it and she gave me a weird explanation. Okay. So one time I was, I used to date this guy called Lane. Lane. Poor Lane. Oh my I miss God. Lane. He was the sweetest boy ever. Do you ever. realize, side note, I hope he doesn't watch this. Every <laughs> single time anybody ever mentions Lane or surfing yeah. or v- uh a director or anything that involves anything to do with Lane. Cause Lane was just like a really sweet, like innocent, just Pure. like, he was like my dad, which is weird <laughs> to say, but he was, yeah. they looked like a little bit, he was just like, guy. just too kind for yeah. his own good. I would literally, I would be you like, you ruined that boy. I did it <laughs> so bad. No, but I was still nice, but you were, I mean, he, every time he's brought up, my whole family goes, oh, poor Lane. I miss Lane. And I'm like, it's been seven years. <laughs> it's literally been and like six years. they love my boyfriend now, but they're just like, it's a, it's like the family joke of like poor Lane. Yeah. But anyways, I was dating Lane and he's so trustworthy and kind. And all of his guy friends are trustworthy and kind and lovely people, like good, kind people. Mm-hmm. And we were going to Coachella together. And we were all staying in a house and I was the only girl and it was like six of these boys. And I trusted them with my motherfucking life. Like they had my <laughs> back. <life>. They, <laughs> they had my back. They like, they were just, they, they were, were good just, guys. They were yeah. good guys. And I yeah. trusted that if anything were to ever happen to me, any one of the 10 boys would have picked me up and mm-hmm. helped me in a, in a second. Yeah. And they all had my back. So I planned it before Coachella. I was like, you know what? I'm going to Coachella and I'm going to try Molly for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. I really want to do it. I want to hallucinate. I want to have a fun experience. <laughs> I'm going like not even a hallucinogenic. I, like. I, I don't know. Cause it's yeah. never worked on me. I'll yeah. tell you this. Okay. So I, I was like, I was 
prepared myself. I like did my research of snacks and this and that and mm-hmm. things that you'd want. And I brought sunglasses and this and this. And like, yeah. I was like, I just, pre- I was so excited. And mm-hmm. I think that's fine. If you're in a safe environment and you're getting a hallucinogen or whatever it is, yeah. and, uh, whatever it is from a very safe source. Again, I don't condone drug use. No, I'm this sorry, is like, for real. Like, like we don't, it's just like, we just, don't yeah. condone it. It's just experiences. I don't condone it. And I also haven't not done drugs and besides weed. I smoke weed all the time. Sorry, but I haven't <laughs> done like drugs. A full in, tray. Literally the- full tray of weed. <laughs> I, but I haven't done like drugs in maybe five years. Like I really don't do mm-hmm. anything and I do not condone it. And it's horrible for you. Anyways, I was 17, whatever I was and wanted to do it. And we, one of the boys had Molly and he had like a whole little bag, got it months ago for Coachella. And we all like 10 of us took it together at the same time. Okay. And we're all at the house that we're staying at. And like an hour and a half goes by, like pretty kind of slow, but like Mm -hmm. an hour and a half goes by. We're still hanging there and they all start tripping. All Mm -hmm. of them are like, whoa like oh yeah. let's run around blah, blah, blah. like very this is molly you said molly okay and they're like tripping and you can see it in their pupils you yeah. can see it just like the way they're acting they're like rolling and mm-hmm. it was like properly rolling they're ready to the festival and i'm like i don't feel a single fucking thing i feel absolutely nothing Do you remember I, what kind of molly it was like was it moon rocks i have no idea okay. it was a it was in pill okay. form so I feel absolutely nothing, not a s- single thing. And we go to the one oak party mm-hmm. at like the big, they had this huge, crazy house at Coachella of like, yeah, Coachella. So, so cringe thinking back of it of like, Coachella is kind of party at Coachella. Like, so like, I kind of love it. I like live in the fun. cringe. Whatever. It's LA. <laughs> um, and we went to this huge house party. And this girl, Alyssa, mm-hmm. came up to me and this sweet girl that I that I knew briefly and I also trusted in regards to like yeah. she's not gonna fuck me over. Are you talking about Alyssa Violet? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I trust I just trust nice her. And she's cool. a yeah. nice and sweet girl. She comes up to me and she's like, I have a whole bottle of Molly water. Do you mm-hmm. want to try some? And I was like, Yes. Because <laughs> I was like, We just try to take feel this, this Molly yeah. and we don't feel it. She's rolling. Her pupils are huge. Like it's a, it's already going. Mm-hmm. And she, she, te- she warns me. She's like, I put two mollies in this water and the water is like, uh, has like two thirds left. Like mm-hmm. it's like a, there's just a little yeah. bit less. There's probably like a lot in there. A lot in yeah. there. And I, she was like, finish it. Yeah. And I swigged you it. Finished it. I finished Damn. it. Okay. So now I'm on like one, like two and a half mollies. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I wait and I wait and I wait and hours go by and I feel absolutely nothing. And Mm -hmm. we go to the festival. I kid you not. Maybe the dumbest thing I've ever done. We go to the festival and this, I was just so sick of it because my boyfriend and all of my friends and everyone that I was with was rolling and so happy and having the best time. And I was dead fucking sober and I planned for it. I was excited for it. Didn't feel anything. Like even negative feelings? Nothing at all. Not a single thing. Not even a stomach ache. Nothing at all. Dead sober. Yeah. And a random person. Mm-hmm. literally random person in the area that we were with that we were like all sitting on the ground random dude dancing was like does anybody want a molly i was like me <laughs> <laughs> i was like this That's girl crazy, yeah and i took a fourth molly uh-huh. or it was like a third but it was like this yeah. was like my fourth molly yeah, within like three hours nothing what, Not so what even did your like, doctor say about i this? called my doctor and i was like it's a valid hey, question. weird question <laughs> But just wondering hypothetically <laughs> if one were to try Molly and be immune to it. And she said to me, 
and I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if this yeah. makes sense or not. Again, I'm not a doctor. And again, we don't condone drugs. If you take drugs, you're a loser. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, the doctor was like, <laughs> as a kid, your metabolism is really, my metabolism was really fast. Yeah. And I also was playing like intense high school sports and I was a fucking little stick. Like I mm, had like yeah. chicken legs. I was tiny. And she was like, your body metabolizes the molly before it has the chance to like hit your uh, bloodstream or stomach or something. She mm -hmm. was like, it metabolizes before it can like go into your bloodstream or something. It didn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not repeating it right either, but it was something about metabolism of like that it it does it like metabolizes it before it can like affect you. Have you ever have you ever um, felt the effects of it or never? No. Never. Mm -mm. Oh, you've still to this day have never. I never tried it again. You never tried it after that. I mean, I literally like the story of when I got in huge trouble and my friends called. Yeah. When I that week where when I was going crazy, when I had a week of like experimenting the night that I took Molly, that I tried it, I didn't feel it. But I was also again such bad behavior, disgusting loser behavior. <laughs> I also tried Coke and mm -hmm. it was like trying everything for the first time. It was kind of like you of like, I had nobody, I didn't know what things were. I yeah. thought that Coke was like weed powder. Like I had <laughs> no, what, literally. I Coke is just weed powder. No, I was like, it's weed powder. <laughs> well, cause the only drug that I knew was weed. Yeah. That was the only drug that I knew when I was like 15, 16 going on this like rampage. So I literally, I see this powder and I hear drug and I'm like weed powder. Duh. Mm -hmm. It's just weed, but powder, mm -hmm. obviously. So I tried it and I took a Molly and whatever, whatever. And I remember I never, never felt any of effects of Molly. And when I was feeling anxious and weird and whatever, it was from the weed powder. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's just never hit me. So since the, since, um, the whole Coachella thing, I just never tried it again. And then once at my now boyfriend's birthday three years ago, I think he threw a really big birthday party. It was, I think like 2018 or 19, like a huge birthday party at his house. And it was so much fun. And one of my best friends ever, this guy Gallus, he's so fucking funny. He's so wonderful. He's so again, trustworthy and amazing. He was like, I have the purest of the pure ecstasy. Like mm -hmm. let's all split a little pill and just like have a fun night. And we were at my boyfriend's house and it was like, it was a, such a comfortable environment and we all split it and I took it and it didn't affect me. And that that's was the first so time weird. I ever tried ecstasy and it didn't affect me. And yeah. I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like hallucinogens or uppers or whatever. Have you tried other hallucinogens? Well, that's an, I don't know. If I've tried shrooms and that affects and I shrooms. Have you like, tried LSD I feel it. or no? Never tried LSD. Okay. Never tried acid. I, I really haven't done a lot of drugs. No, I mean, that's, that's totally, that's good. I know, but <laughs> I, because I'm not a loser, yeah. <laughs> but I do feel like there is a world in which drugs can be not good for you ever, but like, okay. If it's in a safe environment and if you're using it to maybe ex ex experience and expand dive into your expand mind, expand your yeah. mind and dive into your, the depths of yeah. your soul and, and I don't know, experience can be something. Positive. Obviously can like, that's be. not the message I'm trying no. to send. But no, no, no. But they it can, can be, they can yeah. be life altering or okay to do if it's in a very safe and trusted environment. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I do think though, in regards to Coke, and Coke is pretty pointless. To horrible. Me. It's like, horrible. What's the point? No, no, like, no. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah. I never condone it. You should never even try it. I yeah. re deeply regret trying it when I was a kid. And we were also lucky that we were still in an age, uh, in a year, in a time that 
that it wasn't as um, uh, diluted as it is yeah, now, but ninety percent yeah. of coke in LA, ninety percent of all coke in LA is um, dosed with fentanyl, has fentanyl in it. That's why everybody. I mean, it's really sad. Everybody, yeah. we know, we both know multiple people that have passed away yeah. in the past three years. Two from friends it. passed away from fentanyl. Fucking three friends. Yeah. No, it's horrible. It's yeah. absolutely horrible. And I think it's like, no, the, the whole, you know, coke, heroin, crack, that, that, that. Like, don't ever, like, don't try it. Yeah. It's, it's pointless. It's absolutely horrible. It kills you. It's genuinely, it's suicide. Yeah. But in regards to shrooms, weed, hallucinogens, whatever, I do think that if you're safe, if you feel ready, if you are this is prepared, what I, whatever yeah. it is, it my, could be benefic- beneficiary in some ways. drugs is like, that's what I always say to people. Like, for people are like, oh, I don't know if I should try this, whatever. <laughs> Again, like take this with a grain of salt, but I'm always like, don't do anything unless you really want to do it. Like, seriously, don't let anyone convince you of anything and don't let anyone like persuade you or be like, oh, that I should take this. Like, at least like, I mean, don't whatever. This might also not be good advice, but like, don't do anything unless you're like, I want to do that. Like, uh-huh. don't let anyone. But even if you. you, even if you really want to do that, the opposite. Also think about it. Like, also, well. you got to think about it and you got to think about all the dangers because. I coke, feel, don't do coke. No, coke never do coke. It's so, it's disgusting. It's pointless. It's disgusting. But I also think you and I are so lucky because I do not know, especially with our um, family histories, mm-hmm. I do not know how we didn't get addicted. We don't have addiction I in know. our bodies. <laughs> I've know. never felt addicted to, except for nicotine. Mm-hmm. I was deeply addicted Nicotine's to my vape. It's like so hard though to kick it's so for everybody. Hard. And yeah. like nicotine and like sugar, I feel addicted I'm to. I'm addicted to sugar. Like yeah. I fucking, and I have addicted literally- Addicted to my phone one, and sugar. <laughs> addicted to my phone and sugar. Two. Mine is um, nicotine and sugar, but it's like they're very, they're they're looked at as like absolutely no risk when there is a big risk for all of them, for sugar, for, for um, tobacco, nicotine and And for phones. They're all horrible for you, but they're the, the better of the, or what is it? The lesser of the evils. Yeah. What's this? (laughs) The lesser of the bad evils. The lesser evil. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Um, But Charlotte and I are very lucky that we've never had that addiction addiction bone in our body so we've been able to kind of come out unscathed a little bit come out unscathed and escape like the true dangers of experimenting so i do feel like if you are ever if you are of age you're uh, 21 and you're able to you have to be 21 you gotta be 21 and (laughs) you wanna not just an old soul soul. (laughs) you can't be 15 with an old soul but 21 and you feel like you're stuck in one way or the other, or you just want to experiment, go, go, you know, shrooming or this or that, first. going that out of your body. Yeah, Try but like- also if, if you have that addiction in your body, in your brains, in yeah. your blood, in your family, whatever it is, be fucking careful. Don't yeah. do it. Choose Don't do, you yeah. and choose, always choose the safer route. Yeah. But I also think it's like, I don't know. I think that some drugs can help people. No drug. Yeah. I mean, totally. I, I, like I, I'm such a big proponent of trying like hallucinogenics to like better like help your psyche. Like yeah, I think it really works. So it opens your mind. It's like yeah. I don't know. I also it feel also, like it taps you into your unconscious specifically. <laughs> so it, it really helps yeah. and allows you to like hear yourself.